This week, we're looking at downloads of weather apps and how ads are assisting discovery, an app I bet you don't know that's making a lot of money browsers, and more, so stay tuned. Hurricane Ian hit Florida this week, wrecking havoc along every inch it touched, according to news that I've seen. And before I get to the data, I hope you're not affected by it, and if you were, that you are safe. The change in weather caused demand for weather apps to spike and for some grow more than 1,700% over the last few days. Climb, The Weather Channel, NOAA Radar, and Fox Weather have all seen downloads rise this week. Combined downloads for the group hit 1 million in the last seven days. That's more than double the downloads the group saw over the same number of days just earlier in the month. But not all apps grew the same, even though all apps are spending good amounts of money on Apple search ads. More on that in just a little bit. Fox Weather, which currently holds the lowest category rank of the bunch, grew the most last week. Fox Weather's downloads rose from just around 1,000 last Wednesday, and that's in a single day, to 24,000 this Tuesday. That's an increase of 1,766%. Climb, the app with the highest category rank, rose 1,023% to 229,000 downloads on Tuesday, according to our estimates. The Weather Channel, the most well-known option of the bunch, grew 220% to 76,000 estimated downloads on Tuesday. Definitely not as much in absolute or percentage terms. And what's also strange is that it's the app paying for the most keywords on Apple search ads of the bunch. More than 7,000 keywords, according to our Apple search ad intelligence. Coming soon. Climb, Fox, and Noah Radar also use Apple search ads, with the first two popping up in more than 1,000 different keywords each, while Noah Radar shows up in about a half. By the way, I'm Ariel from App Figures, and you're tuned into a brand new episode of This Week in Apps, a short, data-first, no-fluff, weekly roundup of interesting insights about mobile apps and games. Thursday was National Coffee Day, an amazing opportunity for stores to add users to their rewards programs via app. That's at least how I see it. I think most other people care about the free coffee. This year, the odds were stacked in favor of exactly one national chain, Dunkin' Donuts, or as the kids call it these days, Dunkin'. Why? because they wanted to become a beverage-led company and donuts don't help there. Just kidding. The odds were in Dunkin's favor because Starbucks didn't take part in the tradition this year and didn't offer free coffee as it did in years before. That's a huge opportunity for Dunkin, but... Well, let's back up a little bit. The premise is simple. Download Dunkin's mobile app, join the rewards program, get a free coffee. Kind of similar to every other app that has done that, but the app didn't work, which is par for the course and really, really, really upsetting. That's not to say there was some success, so let's break down what happened by the hour. Duncan's downloads started surging around 9 a.m. on Thursday, and that's Eastern. By 3 p.m., Duncan became the most downloaded app in its category, and by 6 p.m., less than 12 hours after the spike began, peaked as the 16th most downloaded app in the U.S. App Store. Here's the thing. Almost every other app that gave free food or drink for downloads made it to the top five, at least The problem was that the app actually didn't work for many users, sending many to Twitter to complain, and those complaints ensured growth stopped. Plus, the app was broken. Rank started sloping down right after that peak, and while it's still in number one position in its category, it's moving down the ranks overall. I fully expect it to dip back where it started, all the way down around number 200. Duncan is not the first nor the last to give something for free for downloading and using its mobile app. It's also not the first and sadly not the last to fumble the opportunity and get negative publicity instead of amazing growth. I'll link to a few episodes where I talked about this in the past, looking at a bunch of other companies like Quanti's. We've seen almost every big name in the industry go through this, except for McDonald's. At least one company gets it right. 
By the way, did I get the insights right in this episode? If you think so, please take a second to give the episode a like. Thank you. Next, Parler's return to Google Play was met with silence with daily downloads in the low hundreds, but this week I noticed downloads spiking. The spike seems to be very specific and hmm, unexpected. Downloads started growing last Saturday, rising from about 100 almost every day last week to more than 4,000 on Tuesday, according to our estimates. Guess where the majority of these downloads came from? Android users in India. I am not sure why demand is growing in India, where Parler was actually the 45th most downloaded app on Google Play. But it's interesting to see how specific this demand is. In comparison, downloads from the App Store haven't gone up at all in India or in any other country, and downloads on Google Play are pretty low across all other countries, including the US, where you would expect demand to come from. I do have one possibility, and it's that users in India want to see the side of politics, that particular side of politics, and Parler is the only good way to get it. Rumble, the current winner in terms of downloads, isn't available in India. The runner-up in terms of downloads is Trump's own app, Truth Social, which isn't available in Google Play at all. So there are no other options for now. Switching gears completely, Canva is one of those apps that if you need the functionality, you know about it. And if you don't, you probably don't know about it. That's why its latest milestone surprised me a bit. A little more than a bit, Canva hit its highest month of revenue ever. In case you're not familiar, Canva is a simple graphics app aimed at non-designers who need to design. It offers templates for pretty much everything from YouTube thumbnails to Instagram stories. It also has a video editor and even has logos. How much do you think all of that is worth? Well, let me tell you, our estimates show $9.8 million in net revenue, meaning after Canva parted with Apple's and Google share in August alone. <laughs> That's right, almost 10 million bucks. This number is impressive all on its own, but what's even more impressive is the direction of Canva's revenue growth trend, which is strongly up and to the right. With a few minor exceptions, revenue has grown every month since the beginning of 2019. It ended to 2018 with net revenue of a little over a million dollars, and so far, in 2022, which isn't close to being over, already earned 77 million of net revenue. And just so we're clear, that's after Apple and Google take their cut. I've talked about photo and video editors being big businesses before, and it makes sense as more consumers shift away from laptops and desktops to doing pretty much everything on their phones. Canva is a great reminder that even pros are moving in that direction. I see a lot of opportunity here, so if you're developing an app in this space, a lot of good things are coming. And last for this week, Earlier in the week, browser maker Firefox released a report that blames Apple and Google and other OS makers for the lack of demand for Firefox. I used to love Firefox, and for many years, it was my browser of choice, but in my case, it was Firefox that made me stop using Firefox, not really anything else. According to Firefox, built-in browsers means users won't download non-first-party browsers. So I looked at downloads. If Firefox is right, all third-party browsers should have a fairly similar number of downloads, right? They should in theory, but let's see if theory matches reality. So I used our app intelligence to compare the downloads of the top browsers in the App Store right now. Those are DuckDuckGo, Microsoft Edge, Firefox, Brave, Opera, and Firefox Focus. Yes, Firefox has two separate apps. Oh, and Google Chrome. There are a few browsers in the utilities category I chose to omit because they don't come from a well-known brand and those don't really fit in this analysis. If we ignore Chrome for a moment, the answer here is maybe. Of the bunch and ignoring Chrome, Firefox is doing pretty well. When looking at downloads from the App Store since the beginning of this year, Firefox comes in right behind Microsoft Edge with 
4.8 million downloads, according to our estimates. Edge is surprisingly more popular with 6.5 million estimated downloads. And this is on Apple's App Store, where Microsoft doesn't really have any sort of magical abilities to manipulate the downloads. 4.8 and 6.5 aren't that far apart, so maybe something is capping demand for browsers. Let's unignore Chrome, the leader of the bunch, and buy a mile. Google Chrome saw 63 million downloads in the same period. And like Microsoft, Google doesn't have any magical abilities on the App Store, which is exactly why I'm focusing this specifically on the App Store and not including Google Play. So when you consider Chrome's downloads, I think it's hard to say downloads are capped by some force. I agree that it's definitely harder to get people to seek an alternative to something that works well, but if Chrome can do it, so can Firefox. And I don't mean to pick on Firefox here, but the data tells a slightly different story that can't and shouldn't be ignored. And that's also why I don't think we'll see a replay of what happened to Microsoft with Internet Explorer back in 2001. And that's all I have for you this week. There's a new episode every week, so if you haven't already, now's a great time to subscribe and hit the little bell. And if you're a football fan and want to know how much the NFL's new subscription is earning, check out last week's episode here-ish. I have all the numbers. I'll see you next week.